the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Like the Venezuelan citizen, a victim, political failure, this must be what it felt like around circa 2002. This is when the policies first start to show their inevitable failure. $5 gas, $81 a barrel, half, half the offshore facilities that are pulling oil out. America will be crippled in another year. The word transitory started to float about, and it was a word of fraud and scam. And now you're hearing supply chain issues, and they've got committees and teams and a bunch of children who've never done a damn thing in their life, all running around acting real busy. Kind of reminds me of how Obama used to promise never to sleep. Well, uh, the insurance premiums at that time only doubled. Well, now they're more than tripled. This is what they do. So thank a never-Trumper and thank a Democrat. This is the political failure. And my favorite part about today, my favorite part, is at the same time there are empty shelves in grocery, grocery stores. for the Really, when's the last time that happened in America? The Depression? Uh, you're starting to see the stock market rally 500 points. 500 points. Now why, why would the stock market be up when the quality of your life the value of your dollar is low. And that's the answer. The value of your dollar. It is a mere reflection. A stock is a currency and nothing more. It is a mere reflection of the weakness of your dollar. Aside from the fact they are underwritten and purchased. Reverse repo markets overnight scam by the Federal Reserve and Janet Yellen, who wants you to find out about your $600, but doesn't want to tell us about the $1.6 trillion in bank-to-bank fraud lending overnight. One giant fraud and one giant scam. But that's the Econ 102 aspect of our economy. Econ 101, well, that's simple. That's supply chain issues. Supply chain issues. Now, how do we get a supply chain? Did, did uh, the government build the supply chain? I don't think they did. The government didn't build the supply chain. The capitalist built it. In fact, it was just a short time ago when you could get a shipping container from anywhere for $4,000. Shipped. Any kind of goods or service, whatever you needed to pack in there, you could send from all over the world for about four grand. Now it's 26000 and climbing. In fact, they're just abandoning abandoning it. The crew is leaving. See ya. Have a good time. Because who controls the ports? Now, Biden is going to say we're working around the clock. and we're... 
It's the extortion mafia called unions. Some things you need to know about the ports. For instance, owner-operators can't get the cargo. That is only companies. Companies that have the okay and the approval of the extortion mafia called unions. Unions who steer business because they cannot compete. So they have a monopoly on the port system. See, that's a problem. So keep that in mind as the union fraud president. Well, he's part of the Democrat mafia. Spins you a web of lies and deceit to promise you it'll be okay. And what I'm telling you is this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of Democrat failure. So remember, don't just loathe, correctly loathe, the American Marxist Democrat. Remember who else helped? The never-Trumper, the pseudo-intellectual fraud who told you it wouldn't be that bad. Hopefully, hopefully, he's feeling the same squeeze the average people do. But the odds are he's one of those higher-ups those Fabians who are all soft and cushiony, and they love it when the stock market goes up. They could give a rip about your quality of life or the future of kids because they know that other Econ 102 banking treasury scam is in full effect. Today we have some good news. We're going to help speed up the delivery of goods all across America. After weeks of negotiation and working with my team and with the major union retailers and freight movers, Organized crime. That's what he's been doing. He's been begging them and bribing them. By the way, you're going to pay for this. You don't think he sat down with these side noses and said, hey, I need you to really do us a favor. And I need you to allow independent truckers who own their trucks and who really do 10 times the work your guys do. I'd like you to let them come and get some of these containers so we can get them out rather than the scam as it exists today where the organized mafia has certain hand-picked companies, all very knowledgeable of the union guys, where they have to bring them to their little distribution centers, and they get paid three times what the guy who takes it from that distribution center and drives it across the country makes. That's a nice little banking or a nice little trucking scam that nobody wants to talk about. So he sat down, and guess what he says in here? You're, he's going to allude to it, glass over it. This is going to be another government check that you're writing to the extortion mafia. The ports of Los Angeles, the port of Los Angeles announced today that it's going to be begin operating 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The way it used to. Did you know that? One of my favorite philosophers, a guy by the name of Eric Hoffer, he was the longshoreman philosopher. And if you ever get a chance, go on YouTube and watch this guy. Brilliant. He worked as a longshoreman. And he wrote uh, the book, True Believer. He's written a couple of other books, all fantastic. And he did this because he was a working man. And he loved the idea that he could work, he could think, he could write down. He lived in a, in a cold water flat. And that's all he did, work and think and write. And it's not really out there too much. But his, his, he was there as organized crime took over the ports. And that's when he stopped because they said he was too old. Forget about the fact he could outwork guys half his age. They put in all kinds of restrictions because they hold that monopoly on the most important veins of the economy. And that's why this is not just a victim of happenstance. These are the organized crime figures that helped put this scumbag, 
this moron, this clueless, feeble fascist in office. And now they're getting paid off. This follows the Port of Long Beach's commitment to 24-7 that it announced just weeks ago. 24-7 system, what most of the leading countries in the world already operate on now, except us, until now. This is the first key step toward moving our entire freight, transportation, and logistical supply chain nationwide to a 24-7 system. By the way, if you didn't see this, I want you to picture it. He's up there in that empty suit. Because the suit's too big for him because he's got that 80-year-old. He's feeble now. He looks like Mr. Monty Burns. And he's shrinking by the minute. And the teleprompter is about 18 inches away from that thing he calls a face. And he's still squinting as he tries to spit out words. He has no understanding or recollection what they mean. I want to be clear. This is across-the-board commitment to going to 24-7. This is a big first step in speed. By the way... When this idiot was extorting companies to give them underwritten public benefits of the people and selling and prostituting political power, our economy was always 24-7. Always. That's how it really works. It's called the velocity of money. So this notion that, hey, for once, these guys are going to have to work more than one shift or two shifts. That's the way it's always supposed to be. But the union came in and they clamp down on that and their little extortion ring that's what's screwing up the supply chain organized labor mafias in conjunction with political mafias that's your real problem here you have the movement of materials and goods through our supply chain but now we need the rest of the private sector chain to step up as well that's my favorite part see because you're not underwritten No, these are the independent contractors. These are the guys who lay out the money for their gas, who pay their insurance, who buy their own trucks. These are the guys who go, supposed to go all across the country, but their regulations came in. And their regulations only allow them to drive for seven hours. Or I'm sorry, 11 hours. 11 hours. And they have to break at certain parts of the time. You know who gets to drive for 14 hours in the trucking business? You're not going to believe it. The union... Local routes get to drive for 14 hours. But the ones who deliver the products to the shelves of the people, the ones we need, they're hamstrung. And they only get to drive for 11 hours. Once again, getting in the way of efficiency. All in, all in the name of safety, of course. All in the name of safety. But yet the safety doesn't apply when the labor mafia is involved. No. See the two sets of rules? Don't forget the stock market's up 500 points today. Today we have some good news. We're going to help speed up the delivery of goods all across America. After weeks of negotiation and working with my team and with the major union retailers and freight movers, the ports of Los Angeles, the Port of Los Angeles announced today that it's going to be begin operating 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. This follows the Port of Long Beach's commitment to 24-7 that it announced just weeks ago. 24-7 system, what most of the leading countries in the world already operate on now, except us, until now. This is the first key step toward moving our entire freight, transportation, and logistical supply chain nationwide to a 24-7 system. I want to be clear. This is across-the-board commitment 
to going to 24-7. This is a big first step in speeding up the movement of materials and goods through our supply chain. But now we need the rest of the private sector chain to step up as well. This is not called a supply chain for nothing. This means that terminal operators, railways, trucking companies, shippers, and other retailers as well. Strengthening our supply chain will continue to be my team's focus. If federal support is needed, I will direct all appropriate action. There it is. All bribery. All subsidies. All fraud. And every recipient will give 30% back to the Democrat politician in his area. And not for, don't forget the big guy. So let's go. Brandon is at it again. This stupid moron who's never done a thing in his life. And by the way, his team is made up of very, 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 very qualified people. First, I'd like to ask you about the supply chain issue because yes. I know this yes. is very important. It really affects us in three ways here in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, we are seeing product shortages on the shelves, empty shelves. That's almost unheard of in America. We're yeah. seeing partage, part shortages for our manufacturers where they can't get the supplies they need yeah. to finish product. And then third, we're seeing inflation as a result of all this, 5% plus inflation just reported. So I guess the question is, what can you and the administration do to alleviate these problems here in Western Pennsylvania and throughout the nation? So it's a big issue for Western Pennsylvania throughout the nation and actually a global issue. The supply Mm -hmm. chain issue also really predated the pandemic, but it's been highlighted during the pandemic. And to your point, it affects... Predated the pandemic? Who heard supply chain issues predated the pandemic? Were there empty shelves before the pandemic? This is a Democrat-caused issue. I mean, she should know. She's a woman of color. Or does she need to ask Willie Brown? Because that's the only reason she's in that spot, this moron. She doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. Just like Joe Biden thinks it's his shoes that are squeaking. It's your pants, soggy bottom. These are the idiots that are going to really... You think recession... I guess it's only a recession if you've got the money to afford it. If you're hanging on by your teeth, it's a depression. And that's what's ahead of you. Think a Democrat. Think a scum who voted for this idiot and this administration and this Marxism and this fascism. Have you had enough or are you thirsty for more? 312-642-5600. As it implodes, they expand the spending and the fraud. This is the trick of the deceptive Marxist, fascist, extortionist, profiteer like Joe Biden. He's never run anything. He's stolen. He's extorted companies. He's given the people's money to people who've donated to him, put his crackhead son on their board. That he's done. But he doesn't know the first thing about a supply chain. And that's when he had his faculties. This 30% Joe? No. Chinese had Mao Zedong. We got Joe not so young. Dave, Downers Grove. Yeah, Sean, you know what? This guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, I drive for a major chain, grocery chain in Chicago. Uh-huh. 
And uh, we run, we've always run 24 no seven. There's a few reasons why, there's a few reasons why this won't work. For one, there's, it's, there's a truck shortage that's always been. Now they've got parts they can't get to fix the trucks that are on the road. Two, you know, with, with, with the um, legalization of pot, young people don't want to be in this job. It's too hard. It's too restrictive. you got DOT physicals every two years. It's, it's, it's not, attracting, uh, not an attractive job for young people. Let's not to mention, way. Dave, and you work your derriere off. You work your derriere oh, off. Oh, yeah, it's and, hard. And, and, and the average trucker, when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, does he make seventy thousand a year? The average trucker. Yeah. Not the... It makes it makes good money. Okay, but now you know, now let me ask you something. Work. When you got a system of government that gives you benefits of fifty thousand, fifty one thousand, if you're a family of four, and you got all the time on your hands, and you can do what you said, you can get high because there's no restrictions, there's no urine test, there's no nothing. Why would a guy? put himself through the aggravation of work unless he had a certain character. And what you're seeing now is the government has have assisted people to not have character. They've lured them into complacency. And this is the collapse of a system. And then we could talk, too, about the regulations that are put on just trucks, the cost, the gas, and the restrictions of your ability to work. How many guys do you think want to drive more than 11 hours? How many guys that are over the road? Well, I think I think the guys that drive over the road want to drive as much as they can until they get tired. They make money by the mile. And the, the government comes in, and they have to shut their truck off or they lose their license. Do you know I was talking to a trucker, Dave, an over-the-road trucker. The first fine, if you drive more than 11 hours, you drive your load more than 11 hours, the first one is $10,000. $10,000. Not to mention all of the time he's got to burn up. It's just, it's just ridiculous, Dave. They've, what they've done is they've tackled and broken it themselves, and now they're going to pretend to rescue it. They have no idea what they're doing. Chad, Crystal Lake. Sean Thompson, you are the man. Oh, thank you, man. Just a couple quick things, buddy. Hey, everyone who thinks like Joe Biden's this little puppet who does his waddle back to the fake Oval Office needs to understand that he doesn't care what you think. There's no like, oh, we should have done this, not that he ever apologizes. There is a plan in place, and it is here, and it is now. And maybe it's not as extreme as it's going to get, I hope. But I live west of nine of Barrington Road, and three people today were begging at stoplights off of, like, Randall Road. Yeah. I mean, if you guys don't think socialism is not on the verge of taking over, you yeah. need to open your eyes. Between the borders, between wanting to maintain and understand your bank accounts, between everything going on with ten other subjects that people have to open their eyes. I'm just Chad. Now, listen, you follow my rules when it comes to bums. You look down at their shoes. If their shoes are clean, you know not what? only the don't you give today? them money, you take their clean backpack and you take their money. And you never give a bum money if he's got a clean pair of pants on. These are very certain rules because you know what that is standing in the corner? That's a Democrat Biden voter looking to scam more money. Thank you, Chad. We've got certain rules and we must follow them. Nick on the northwest side. Yeah, thank you. I'll make it fast. Because uh, I spoke about this uh, before, uh, Biden has absolutely no idea what it's like to be an honest, hardworking guy. He doesn't know what it's like for like the 19 years when I had a semi-truck license. I'm retired now. Are you sure, Nick? And before they, yeah, sure? yeah. Uh, He's lunchbox Joe. I got a, a semi. 
<laughs> no, yeah, right. And that's all. all and that's all. And then his lunchbox, he probably has uh, uh, some uh, lunchbox. He's got fifty thousand in his lunchbox from Amtrak. Yeah. Yeah, but he has no idea what it's like driving down the road late at night, and you're under pressure to get them to deliver. I work mostly locally. Mm-hmm. And your option is either say yes, you do it, or no, they're going to have a grudge against you, and then who knows what they'll do. But anyhow, uh, he doesn't know what it's like when you hit a snow squall south of Lake Michigan. You can tell yeah, people when you have a, a bad connection, brother. I'm sorry, we got a bad connection. He doesn't know what anything's like. He doesn't know what anything's like. A pampered life of someone who's amassed enough real estate to be worth $20 million, yet he didn't even come close to earning. A, he didn't earn any of that. What's he make? He's When he started, he made 75000 a year as a senator. What do you think his estimated worth is? You're never going to find out before Janet Yellen finds out where you spent your money. Owen Willowbrook. Hi, Sean. Hi. You know, first of all, they have improved the supply chain. They've improved the supply chain of fentanyl. They've improved the supply chain of illegals. Yeah. They've improved the supply chain of shootings. That's what they've improved. And I think... I'll tell you, for the good news is, I think they should the ask the Sinaloa chain? cartel how to do the, pl- the supply chain. I think that we should bring in some of those Sinaloa guys. Let's get this food on the shelves, baby. To talk about the supply chain, she should she should do what she sticks to best. Talk oh. about the moon because she's the biggest space cadet out there. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. She's a woman, and she's a minority, and that's why she's in the position. This should end swimmingly. 312-642-5600. Actually, I have a guest, but we'll be taking your calls all show. I've only got one guest, but it's a good one, and we'll be back after this. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. La, 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 la. Supply chain issues. Victim of happenstance. COVID-19, the vaccine. Is it all that, or is it just the policies of feudalism? You're moving. I think you've got to prick this prick this bubble a little bit. Money's a bit too free and available right now. So, yeah, we're seeing, you know, and I'm not a buyer of this story that it's all transitory, the inflation story. It's not transitory. I mean, wage inflation is real, and the supply chain interruptions, and you were talking about some of the natural gas and other things, have, have clearly been real. Some of that is temporary, but not all of it. So I think we're in a period where inflation is going to tick up. I think it's going to force the Fed's hand to move a little more aggressively than they're probably predicting now. And you saw- and all in the wrong direction. I wanted to bring on Carrie Pickett. She's a senior congressional reporter for The Washington Times. She's also been known to be a host on Sirius XM Patriot 125. She's covered The Hill for quite a while for such outlets as The Daily Caller and The Washington Examiner. Carrie, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, in all of your years of experience, can you name for me the sector of the economy that the Democrats have been instrumental in growth? And you cannot say failure. What do you got? <laughs> uh, did, I, I would say government. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Government and debt. I'll go with that. I'll even give you debt. There you go. <laughs> and they really have no answer. And when you see this merry band of Marxists acting busy as if they're going to help things, do you predict that such economic literates like Steve Buttigieg and Kamala Harris have the answer to fix inflation? Um, I'm not too sure they have uh, any answers for that or pretty much even what they are slotted to do. Um, but I will tell you this, though. Uh, sometimes I wonder if uh, Kamala Harris 
would prefer to be first lady and if Jill Biden pre- prefers to be vice president. But, um, you know, yeah, I don't. It's, I, it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? It is a sad state of affairs over in Washington these days. You know what my anger is, Carrie, is that um, this is all political decisions that have put us into this circumstance. And the whole time this is going on, what happens in every socialist society is happening here in America. The classes are splitting. When you see that the stores are empty of shelves, that the inflation is at record highs for the last 10 years, but the growth is really in the last eight and a half months. And you see such fraud indexes as the Dow Jones go up 500 points because they're going to continue to print up funny money and buy it. Why is it that the average American cannot put, follow the dots and figure out this is a policy of feudalism and it is Joe Biden's fault? Well, I think that actually uh, Americans can see that. And we're seeing it in the uh, poll numbers of his as we speak. And that is scaring the uh, the uh, bejesus right now out of a lot of Democrats, especially with the uh, upcoming elections uh, over in Virginia that could very well cascade into the uh, midterms uh, that, uh, that are going to be coming up in 2022. So definitely watch for that. Uh, that is something that is a very important factor. So Americans are well aware as to what's going on. And it is happening in demographics like uh, independents, and it's happening in demographics like uh, Latinos. Uh, they see what's going on. It, it's, uh, it's, it's happening in areas over in the border. It's happening in areas, like you just said, with, with inflation. People are having problems with uh, paying their bills and, and are having problems paying for their groceries. This so is, I'm from, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I'm from Chicago, and my fear is this. The Chicago Mafia Democrat understands very simply that when something fails, the vast majority of of their base, the Democrat base, are not interested enough into looking into why. They're more interested in the mommy save me plan. And what they then use is that failure as a weapon to not only expand their power, but to demonize those people who somehow continue to succeed even in that climate of failure. And that to me is the is what I'm afraid of. That they could easily go into that mobocracy mentality, where the mob just simply wants to go after anybody that they deem as wealthy. And I think for the first time, you've got the Treasury Secretary, the handsome Jan- Janet Yellen, you've got the clueless Jerome Powell, and they will assist in this. Do you think I'm being too overly cautious or too overly pessimistic, or do you think that that may we may instead of celebrating poll numbers? That may be the very thing that overconfidence that really kind of damns us into the Venezuelan future. Well, uh, I think that after the 2020 election, a lot of people feel very similar because there was a lot of um, optimism, a lot of positivity uh, going into the 2020 election. And after that uh, election did not pan out for Republicans, as far as the executive was uh, concerned, there's a lot of caution going into uh, 2022. So I'm not surprised, but I have a feeling things could very well be different. And not, it isn't even just with the polling numbers. It's, it has a lot to do with the, with the enthusiasm right now and also the anger 
right now coming from not just Republicans, but also with a number of, um, of a Democrats who are feeling very similar to how Republicans felt in 2017, and as well as the beginning of 2018. They kind of have that sort of pit in their stomach that things are not going to go very well for them um, in the next few weeks as well as the next few months. So definitely watch for that. So I have CNN on uh, in the studio just because I like to make myself angry in case I ever lose that edge. <laughs> so um, what I see is that they are constantly rerunning Trump and they're rerunning the attacks on Trump. Do you think that the general public is too stupid to understand that even though you may not have liked him, and even though he may have made you somewhat uncomfortable, your quality of life under Trump was leaps and bounds better than it is under this political whore of 50 years? Well, I think that what what uh, Democrats are attempting to do, and we're seeing this particularly um, over in uh, Virginia right now with this, with this governor's race, is that they it's this idea of what is considered uh, Trumpism, what exactly is uh, considered being Trumpy, so to speak. And they're looking to uh, conflate policy with personality. So in, so in this case, they figure uh, you had Biden who, who won Virginia by, by a 10 points, and they figure if they can attach uh, Trump – to Glenn Youngkin, who is the, who's the Republican candidate running for a governor, uh, they say, well, he's just too Trumpy and try and scare Northern Virginia voters. Well, what exactly is, quote unquote, Trumpy? Uh, is it policy? Because you know what? A lot of Northern Virginia Republican voters, they loved Trump's policy. They just didn't like Trump's personality. And they're trying and many Democrats are trying to conflate the two. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, for example, they actually love his policy, which is very Trump. Uh, they and they also like his personality, and, and and with Democrats saying, yeah, but he's too much like Trump. But what exactly is too much like Trump? And that is where the Democrats are actually sort of flailing right now. So uh, that is where they are trying to figure out. Well, what do we run on? Where they have no idea what to run on. Because all they can say is, well, he's too much like Trump. What is, well, what is that? What, what Republicans are currently running on right now are kitchen table issues. They're running on education. They're running on the issue of, of uh, inflation right now, which is through the roof. They're running on the issue, the fact that gas is just way too high. They're running on things that, that, that Americans are looking at, including their pocketbooks. While Democrats are saying, well, we just don't want Trump to to be part of the scene. Well, right now, part, Trump isn't part of the scene, while the Democrats are, are, are simply trying to bring him back into the scene through this January 6th committee. And it, Americans are sort of co- confused by this. They're saying, well, if you hate Trump so much, why do you keep bringing him back? Well, apparently they, they need him back in order to win anything. So I want to ask you this, because you've been doing this a while, and you've done it for a couple of different outlets and you've been around these Mm -hmm. kitchen table Marxists who really don't achieve anything, but have this idea that a few corrupt politicians can somehow mitigate liberty and freedom and fairness. And my question to you is when you have a guy like Joe Biden, now you have to forgive me. I don't watch sports. I don't really have much of a social life. I don't like people. I read all the time and I love to, to read about scam artists Joe Biden has been nothing but that. 
He's from a state that was really designed as a corporate tax shelter. His 21-year-old son was such a silver spoon kid. He never had to do anything on the boards, the whole thing with the Ukrainian, with the China. That's just Joe Biden. Nancy Pelosi and her low-life husband, real estate broker, and I say this as a real estate broker, two-bit real estate broker, have amassed a fortune of $500 billion if you do simple math. Diane Feinstein is married to the B in C.B. Richard Ellis. You've got Maxine Waters, the husband with the bank, the first check of the bailout in 2008. Is it that the Democrats cannot attach the real scandals to the real people and they would just rather attack what they perceive as a scandal? Uh, I think that one of the things that uh, Democrats are, are are very, very good at is is uh, looking to obscure uh, a lot of their own issues uh, while while looking to uh, try and uh, you know, and, demonize anybody and, that's opposed to them and demonize yeah anybody else and particularly what is interesting here is the Hunter Biden uh, scandals that are pretty much out in the open that uh, nobody wants to continue to report on other than the New York Post Fox News and a few other right-of-center outlets. But even though they're obvious, even though Politico it, it pretty much confirmed that the emails are verified, nobody wants to confirm that Joe Biden has a real problem with his son. And people are wondering, when is the hammer going to come down, at least in a legal fashion, on this family? I thought when he bought the DuPont mansion in 1982 for making $75,000 a year, maybe an inquiry sign would have went up. But here we are, half a century later, and this moron is the president. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful, but I'm less than optimistic. And uh, I just want one question before I let you go. Is the water pressure in Washington very strong, or does a solvent come out? How do people get clean in that sewer of corruption? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine on that one. Right. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Now, you've been doing radio a long time. Tell the truth. This was your favorite interview, bar none. Am I right? Of course. All right. Obviously. Thank you. Carrie Pickett, thank you so much for joining me. I love your stuff. We're going to keep an eye on it. And uh, I also like you on The Patriot 125. Keep it up. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. You know what I love about this whole Facebook whole Facebook thing? Zuckerberg, a moron that he is, thief that he is, he spent $419 million to get Joe Biden elected. I love the idea that they're going to take their company from him. Ta-da! You happy now, dummy? Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing today? Good, brother. How are you? Good. Now, here's my interesting take on all this with your guests, who's very interesting. Yes. I think since the very Goldwater and Richard Nixon's Southern strategy, these are people who are just conservative Democrat who vote. I'm talking about your individual Jill Joe Blow voter, truck driver, and they're voting their pocketbook, and um, and that's up to this point. But and that's, that's my take. What do you think? Well, my fear is this: I do not have any integrity. I do not have any faith in a system that has no integrity. So this is my biggest problem with it, the, the idea that we're going to sweep in 2022. That's depending on the fact that the voting system isn't frauded. In this bill is an attack 
on voting integrity. In this bill, there are such things as ballot harvesting. There are six states now that have mail-in batting as uh, mail-in uh, ballots, mail-in voting. Well, you combine that with ballot harvesting, and these communist unions go to work, brother. That's just how it works. In the bill, they got same-day voter registration. Oh, I just moved there. Okay, do you have an ID? No, I, I, I'm from another state, but I just moved here today. Where do you live? I live at 56 in Cottage Grove. Oh, okay. Then come on in and vote. That is a problem. Along with that, you've got the illegal alien drop-offs. I noticed here in Florida when it all first started to happen during COVID, they were, they were without testing illegal aliens, they were dropping them in Florida. They were dropping them in, in Texas. They didn't have to. They were already there. They were moving more of them along the state, just telling them, get out of the car. Why? Why? They were bringing them to the Dakotas. Why? Because they want to make it easier to fraud the vote, in my opinion. This is my opinion. But this is who we're dealing with. You're from Chicago. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Every week, an alderman gets caught with his hand in a cookie jar and nobody goes to jail. I mean, to me... It's not the numbers of people that support Americanism. I've always believed we're in the majority. It's the Stalin. I don't care how the people vote. I care who counts them. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. There's a phenomenon in America that I've never been able to wrap my head around. People who were born of a freedom and a liberty that was the principle of a country are determined to destroy that. When Barack Obama made the crucial mistake and really laid the groundwork and the cornerstone of fascism and failure called Obamacare, prices immediately skyrocketed. Doctors were immediately regulated. 42% of them said, I'm not putting up with this, and left. Hospitals closed. And the people just said, eh, all right, what do you got there? You got your platinum, you got your bronze, what do you got? What kind of scheme did you come up with, dummy? Another guy never did anything. And the excuses, don't worry, you'll get used to it. And the, the dictates that uh, companies would just bear the cost, and then people don't talk about it. To insure a family of four is $2,000 a month for insurance that sucks compared to what you had before Obamacare. The Medicaid, Medicare, all the... Government cheese, billions are stolen and frauded, and it's just terrible. Yet you get people that are, I'm on Medicare, and I don't mind it. Well, you're a moron. Because you can't remember what it was like before the atrocity, before the failure. So to take a segment and talk about inflation doesn't do it justice. Because the people that it destroys are all of the working people. I don't really give a rip about government cheese people. I don't give a rip. 
I don't, I've never pretended in all my years of meeting pretend wannabe mafia guys that had the corporate uh, swindle going with politicians and the fake cement companies. I never thought they were men. Never once. I was never impressed as they sat on a bar stool and drank with their gumad. I thought they were scum. I still do. I had respect for those guys that built something out of nothing, came to the country with nothing and bought a truck and then had a fleet. Those are the guys I admire. Those are the Americans. Those are the capitalists. So to have a press come out, a bunch of elitist, spoiled failures who've never done anything but recited talking points of Keynesian Marxism economics, a guy like Krugman, who isn't, he's never made a dollar, never made a dollar. If he ever did, it was because he was front-running a government policy that he supported, just like Nancy Pelosi. See, Nancy Pelosi and her husband, although maybe worth money, aren't rich. They're scum who've capitalized on government corruption. In the same vein as Bloom from Richard Bloom from C.B. Richard Ellis, who all he had to do to get mar- to, to be rich is marry Diane Feinstein with her speed racer hairdo and her Chinese driver. That's all he did. Next thing you know, he's got all the government contracts. They're not actually good at what they do. They're part of corruption and the problem and a scam. Now, they may have a lot of money, just like Joe Biden. Joe Biden's the poorest man I know. He's a doddering dimwit who's never achieved anything but stolen everything. He's a piece of dirt. So I don't care about them. I care about those Americans that want to do it the right way. Because the only way you're rich is if you can navigate through a system and still have your integrity and never become a whore of your beliefs. Never sell out. That, to me, is the definition of rich. Now, that might not be everybody's definition, but the beauty of a free society is it doesn't matter what anybody else's is. So when we talk about money, the reason I love it, capitalism, isn't money. I don't care about money. I care about the idea you cannot sell out to a corrupted government system like you had to in the Soviet Union, like you have to in Cuba, like you have to in all of these collectivist-run hellholes of corruption and failure where the politicians are gods and the people are slaves, like Chicago, like Illinois, like every other Democrat sewer. Because that's what they, these frauds do. They break it. They never fix it. They bastardize and corrupt it. And then they just choke it out. That's why Obamacare... $2,000 for a family of four is normal. 42%, you've adapted. Hospitals are conglomerate cartels of corruption. The swindles that go on. The insurance companies are quasi-government front groups. That's all they are. It's all a, f- a fraud. All a fraud. A lie. So when you talk about this opportunity, to explain what is causing the failure the grocery. It's not just a supply chain. It's policies. And these policies are also adopted by many Republicans. You know why meat's expensive? Aside from the trucking and, the, and, uh, and all this and the people on strike. Corn. Corn. We've been subsidizing corn for 50 years. It's a corrupted, overvalued, inflated price of fraud. We're literally paying people to not produce it. Then we're paying certain connected corporate farms 
to produce it and pretend that we make fuel out of it. The, until you correct these root core problems, they're just going to get worse. And then you get some idiot and an idiot like Joe Biden, a moron like Kamala Harris, and all these children, these sophomoric, good-for-nothing, never-did-anything children, corrupt part of the problems. You think they're going to make anything better. So when you hear this... The complex delays at the nation's busiest ports, accounting for 40% of the country's container traffic, affects consumers from coast to coast. Bins filled with everyday products, from electronics to apparel, may not make it onto store shelves or front porches in time for the holidays. I got a friend of mine in this business. Went into this business after uh, he tried trading, couldn't do it. Brilliant kid. Brilliant. Tool and die guy. Mate went on to do very well for himself. Used to ship stuff all over. It's a joke when you see what his costs have done to him and what he's had to raise it. Now, he'll just he'll, he'll sell less, but he already made the money. In this kind of climate, a guy like that, they're better off just stepping back and waiting. They don't have to do it, especially when what's in front of them is more extortion because they do make money. This is one bad policy on top of another bad policy on top of another bad policy that's going to lead to not a correction. I was toying with our last guest. It's not going to be a correction. They are going to use this to demonize the people that can survive their failure. They will use this as, a, as, a, as an excuse to put in the taxes that are already hidden in this bill that we are going to be straddled with. This is going to pass. And the feudalism that will be caused by it means that even if you are a producer, if you are the 20% of people in this country that pay taxes or the 33 that pay something, the rest of the 66 is going to come for you. And it won't get corrected because people are going to have this argument as if we don't know this witchcraft voodoo economics of these Soviets and these socialists and Marxists is, leads to nothing but failure. You know it. It's The writing's on the wall. So get used to these stories. And you know something? These were the clips that were played last month. And these are the clips that were played when Clinton was in office. There was still economic failure. Thank God people forget what it was like before Newt Gingrich. It was terrible. In a hurry. They destroy it in a hurry. Even though he rode one of the most economic tsunamis created by people being free under some base principles of Reaganomics. And even that wasn't perfect. But this is going to make Jimmy Carter look like a rock star. It's going to make Jimmy Carter look like Hayek. This is what they do. And on top of all of that, on top of all of that, you've got the chaos of crime from the people who have been raised in the Democrat mafia's education system, have lived in the ghettos of the Democrat mafia. Now we're figuring out how to allow certain people to be scum because somehow they're entitled to. Walgreens says it is closing another five of its San Francisco locations, citing the ongoing ramping, rampant, I should say, shoplifting rigs that are plaguing the city. CNN's Dan Simon is live in San Francisco with more. This is a real problem, Dan. And this is happening in every Democrat store. It is similar to the movie A Perfect Storm. It is a perfect storm of failure, bad policy where the good, honest people are always going to be the victims of choice, not just by the crime and the criminals, but by the government. 
This bill is going to pass. I'm not convinced in the election because I don't believe there's any voter integrity. And in the meantime, they've got the distraction of the virus. The most lethal virus to ever hit mankind with a 99.5 survival rate. And now they're going to implement their fascism. And more people will leave the workforce. 4.3 million people quit last month. You've got over 11 million jobs that they cannot fill. At the same time, they're using their union extortion connections to make sure that anybody works in an industry is going to have to pay the guy with the nose to the side who sits on the barstool with the gumad as he buys drinks like he earned the money. I'm not convinced in people recognizing failure and fixing things. We're from Chicago. This is where they recognize failure and they corrupt the system even more. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls. That girl is It's the 90s. I think I had the hair a little long in the back. Of course, I didn't have this very attractive bald spot back there either. But um, this was playing. Sunroof open. I was rocking it. Peter in Chicago. Hey, Sean. How are you? Wonderful. Um, Howdy, duty, Biden and the rest of these clowns. I used to get really upset about them. But you know what? When it comes right down to it, and I think you mentioned it earlier, so sorry if I'm repeating what you said. Um, it's the press. We got to fix the press somehow, some way. We got Richie Maddow still talking about January 6th. You got CNN talking about January 6th and Trump and the, the insurrection. When we've got all these crises going on with our country, I, I watched. Uh, Peter, did you did you see January 6th? I mean, this is something you're not supposed to talk about. Did you watch it? Did you see it? Yeah. Let me ask you something. I've been to parties in Melrose Park that were more violent than that. That, That's an insurrection? That's an insurrection. And the only girl that got killed was a a 98-pound girl that was sliding through a window that they shot in the neck. That's the insurrection. I I, I, I could have swore an insurrection would have been a little bit more, you know, organized, a little bit more hostile. There might have even been a weapon. I think there would have been a weapon. But that's all they got. Because if they ever looked at their policies, even they themselves... Even the Marxist collaborating freaks and lowlifes, and by the way, there's money involved in that. Those paid-to-play propagandists we call the media. Even they would recognize the failure. They're starting to now, but that's okay, because apparently they got a lot of money. They don't mind paying this kind of cost. Ed in Displains. Hey, how are you doing, Sean? Good, Ed. Um, do people realize that with the mandate of having over 100 employees, that all that liability for the unknown side effects is going to fall against their employer's workman's comp insurance? They probably don't care. They probably don't care, and I, I'm not quite sure if that's, not, if that's going to be allowed. You're, you're making the assumption that there's law here. In this particular vaccine, ultimately, the vaccine manufacturer is held harmless the mandate comes from Mount High. The company can say, I didn't want you to get it, but if I didn't, they were going to take my license or put me out of business. I'm not sure that that's the way it's going to go down because what you have to understand is now you're the experiment, and they're very confident in doing it. You know, we, I got a clip that's being loaded about Fauci previously to the vaccine in, in the 2019 um, before he successfully funded the virus. He had said that, you know, viruses need to be checked out for a decade. They didn't check this thing out for ten minutes yet. They want to give it to five year olds now. So you well, think they're gonna they're gonna you think they're gonna make an insurance company? You know what the insurance companies bribe politicians? 
You think they're going to hang an insurance company out the dry, brother? I mean, it's wishful thinking, Ed, but never, never assume that there's virtue in this system. Thank you very much for the call. Miles, 294. Hi, uh, Sean. You know, I wanted to let you know that the EPA came up with new definitions on Biden's request, and they're going to pass these things. They just started them last week, and they're going to EPA is going to have complete control over the direct cause and indirect cause, and now they're going to have a cumulative effect cause, which there's no measure or scientific scientific basis behind it so they get to guess what might happen in the future like their fortune tellers and stop a pipeline or a building or something else well because miles this is about this is about deconstruction this is about regression this is about controlling the activity of the people and they got their wish when in 2001 they were able to somehow somehow cause co call co2 a pollutant Without any any proof, in fact, if you go back twelve thousand years, the CO two level in, a, in, in on the world was twelve thousand times higher. Do yourself a favor, Miles. You want to really get aggravated? Read the book Climate Gate by Brian Sussman. You know they're using data that's a hundred years old, a hundred years old to 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 predict the future of a planet that's billions, billions. Sorry, all you religious people, billions of years old. It's despicable and disgusting. It's like looking through a keyhole, having somebody tell you what the Mona Lisa is, and you find out it's Pete Buttigieg. You know, Pete Buttigieg knows nothing, yet he's going to be in charge of travel and CO2 regulations of your car. I want to know how to get Merlot out of cashmere. I'll ask Pete Buttigieg. That's what you know how to do. Get wine stains out of sweaters. You don't know anything, dummy, child. All right, I'll take the rest of your calls. 312-642-5600. Come on. Love it. I'll tell you what, it looks like Chuck Gowdy with the Amish hips finally did an investigative report that's worthy. The January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol is officially the biggest federal investigation in U.S. history. 54 FB. FBI field offices are involved in the investigation. 250,000 Internet tips scanning millions of social media posts. The weaponless insurrection, which looked more like the breakup of a small get-together in Melrose Park, is deemed to be one of the biggest with the most money. It's gone on for nine months. I think it would be, you know, maybe Louis Vuitton in Northbrook should call it an insurrection how they were robbed $66,000 worth of merchandise by the base of the Democrat Party. Walgreens, you should call it an insurrection in San Francisco where you're closing another five drugstores. And let's not forget how wonderful it is in Portland, Oregon, where it started. It's the city's at a breaking point, and it has been, um, but things have really crescendoed over the last couple of months, weeks. Um... Why not a BLM Antifa insurrection? Maybe we just start calling it that. After all, it's the words. It's the words that get the attention, not the actual actions. And I don't want to close up shop. I know lots of friends where we all don't want to give up on Portland, um, but the city has to has to make dramatic changes. What's going on? What are they? Why are these problems happening? (laughs) 
What are you, an idiot? I don't know if it's the current leadership. Um, I know that COVID definitely exacerbated um, the support, like clean and safe, that would come and support the police. Um, Portland's a hellhole. Just like Chicago. By the way, I understand they're going to be 50% less police officers. That should end well. It was all started by you-know-who. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Yes, you are. And you did a bang-up job, scumbag. And you've gone on to build quite a real estate portfolio from the extortion of companies all meant to help the Black Lives Matter movement. Except when it's in the south side of Chicago and it's the El Rukins versus the other El Rukins and the wing of the El Rukins and uh, kids are shot, everything's done and they, they catch the perpetrators and they got them shooting guns and then our peanut head Kim Fox lets them roll. Splendid. You're doing a great job. Marcin Westmont. I did so good, Sean. I didn't listen to any news for an entire day. Had to turn I- on the radio. Listen, my friend, Venezuela... It sounds so far away, communism, all those ideas. In Poland, at least, during communism, nobody would touch a cop. There was a different system, but there was law and order. The direction it's going right now, it's going to be much worse. There's zero respect for law and order right now. And they're going to change the system. And the people who can afford private security will have to hire it. And that's the way it's going to go. It's going to look like the Soviet Union. So that wealthy people start to have a, a security team. And then you're going to get real, real spicy. Because what happens Soviet is... Soviet Union, Poland, yeah. Venezuela, we didn't have thugs running around with guns, taking whatever they want. There was no TikTok. There was, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my day because it's scary. Go ahead. And Marcin, if you want to be safe, you'll stay away from Democrats. Thank you very much. I find signs that work, T-shirts that work. Stay away from me, Democrats. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, Sean. Um, first of all, I want to let you know that every day you're recommending a book. So I've got a bunch of books on my um, to-read list. Uh, first one is The Devil of Karl Marx. I'm it telling you, like read True Believer by Eric Hoffer. But before you do, he did interviews in the 50s, I want to say. And it's still on YouTube. Take a look at this guy. I, I love him to death. But go ahead. Okay. So that's just the first comment. But... um. Speaking about inflation, um, you know, seeing prices going up at the grocery store all the time. So there's three things. There's shrinkflation. Of course, you get like the... That's what Pritzker has on Saturday night. Yeah. Big box, small pizza. Um, Then there's price increases. But then there's another thing where I don't know the name of it, where they're getting lesser quality goods, like in the produce department. Mariana's Mm -hmm. is like my go-to grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going and buying a lot of my produce anymore. I'm going to Whole Foods, which is more. But the quality, like I bought um, um, carrots and celery, and within a week they were all moldy. So yeah. that's another type of uh, inflation where they're getting lesser quality goods. That's exactly right. You're exactly right, that? Megan. Welcome to the feudalism of a Bidenomics. This is the problem. I'll never forget when um, we had relatives that came from Italy, and Italy is a you know fantastic place. I'm going back to the 70s. Very socialist, though. Very socialist. We had relatives that came over, and my grandmother had said, come on, drive me to the store with your aunt. I said, okay. So we went, and she walked into the grocery store, 
And the first time she saw an American grocery store, she was just completely blown away. Everything you could ever want in one place. She was in awe. And she, she said, Philomena, look, you know, and, and, and I'll never forget just that look on their faces. And the reality is we grew up like that. We took it all for granted. Poof, you walk in the grocery store, the shelves are packed, everything's there. You don't know how it got there. You have no idea how it got there. Well, now you're going to learn when it's not there. That's what you get when you elect moron Democrats. That's what you get. Good for you. I'll still do socialism better than you. Jim, Naperville. You know, uh, Sean, you know, uh, you've, uh, I, you know, I agree with you with regard to the concrete guys, okay? You know I mean? Not all of them, but, but there, uh, there's some I'd say 90%. But there's some exceptions. But there's some exceptions, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, you look at Marty uh, uh, Ozinga, who ran good guy. and tried to. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Good so I'll family. give you 10%. You know what I'm we'll do 10% then, all yeah. right? 90% of it are scumbags. Ten percent are good guys, and I, I like Ozinga. Seems like a good guy. Got in strong, kept the market right, did the right thing. Wonderful. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the guys who get the curb contracts in the Democrat mafia neighborhoods, who kick back thirty percent to the guys who make the decisions, and the whole time they pretend they're giving a service to the people rather than what they're really doing, robbing the people blind. That's why they got neighborhoods that have alleys that are more valuable than the neighborhood itself. You see the scam? That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, Jim, for the call. Tom, Blue Island. Sean, how are you, brother? Good. How are you? Sean, my question, I two of my oldest friends from Mount Greenwood are police sergeants and 22 out here. And both of them, in talking to them over the last day or two, believe there's more than a 50-50 shot that this happens this weekend where half the cops are looking to be unavailable. And I'm just wondering what your opinion is. I got myself. What's going to happen? I, got myself, I, I feel terrible for my friends and my family. I really do. I feel terrible. I got a nephew who's a Chicago cop. I hope to God he stays out of that sewer. I tell him every day, stay out of the sewer. And if you go in it, don't get out of the car. It's not worth it. Let them feast among themselves. Good for them. It's a shame. But it, it's obviously the only way the, the, the Chicago Democrats going to learn. I mean, I have to tell you, Tom, I'm still blown away by the guy who probably started out listening and agreeing to the show, who called me up, it was, it was a while ago, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and said, what are we supposed to do? You know, the guy still thinks he won the election. Here's a guy who's lived and wallowed in the Democrat corruption of Chicago, and this stupid son of a dog still wants to vote Democrat. So maybe you'll learn when another Democrat is carjacking your derriere. Right. Or maybe when you when you invest in a storefront and the windows get broken, you got the guy. And Kim Fox says, let him go. Maybe then you'll learn because, you know, what what all these fathers and mothers have in common on Monday after we hear about the horrific uh, things that happen over the weekend. They all want justice. And you know what? None of them get justice because the whole damn thing is corrupted. And maybe then when you finally can't take it anymore and you've been victimized by your own stupidity your own willful ignorance, and your own corruption. Maybe, maybe then you'll understand what you did to the once great country of America because you ruined it, morons. Every single Democrat and every corrupt Republican, I'm not forgetting them either. Don't worry. Half of them are just as culpable as the Democrats. They're in on the same scam with better suits. But maybe if the people had an ounce of intelligence, integrity, and honesty, 
They wouldn't tolerate this BS. And they would never let a feeble fascist pig like Joe Biden and his cohorts run at anything. 312-642-5600. All right, so I'm going to take this call... And I'm going to use it as a, hopefully, I'm going to, I'm going to explain things well, because I think I must still be explaining things wrong. Chris in Greektown. Hey, Sean. How are you oh, doing? Good, buddy. So, a couple of things. Uh, I mean, told the top companies in the United States don't pay taxes. They have all these loopholes. Uh, on the second hand, Democrats talk about raising corporate taxes on same companies to pay for all the new bills. My theory is you can raise the taxes to 100% of these companies and I can get another dollar out of them. So how does this... Uh, because, because, Chris, because, Chris, theoretically, and I want you to just walk down this with me and see if I'm explaining it right. A corporation is an entity. It is a vestibule of legality and protection. It does not exist. The people who make up that corporation pay exorbitant amounts of taxes based on what they're distributed, what money they reap from the corporation. The corporation is responsible for many, many taxes that it pays while being an entity. So a corporation, let's say Amazon, for example. Amazon did not make money for 20 years, never made a profit. So when they use that little thing like, oh, Amazon doesn't pay taxes, well, it didn't make money. Nobody ever talks about that. Now, that entity employs thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And that entity is paying taxes for employing those people. Your employer pays exorbitant amount of taxes. They pay half your Social Security. They pay your insurance. They pay taxes on that. They pay a tremendous amount of money. So this is a politician's loophole to take advantage of ignorant people. And then if that corporation owns real estate, it pays real estate taxes. So a corporation is nothing. It doesn't, it's, it's like a cup. Would you tax a cup? No, you wouldn't tax a cup. But you tax what's inside of it, whatever is inside of it, right? The, the booze, the coffee, whatever it is. You don't tax the cup. But they know that the general public doesn't understand what a corporation is. It's a vestibule of, of legal protection from lawsuits and different things. So it doesn't exist. So it should never pay taxes, Chris. And here's the other thing. You should incentivize those private corporations to continue to grow because that's an organic, private economy. A totalitarian government run by corrupt people wants the government to grow. See, the real tax cheat isn't the corporation or the man keeping his own money. The tax cheat is the government because it takes money it's not entitled to and it wastes it. It steals it. It overpays for political campaign contributions. The only tax cheat in America is the United States government. Simple. There's no such thing as a tax cheat from a man that's trying to keep his own money or a corporation. Thank you, Chris. I hope I explained that well. Mark, Northwest Indiana. Hey, Sean. Excellent. Nice to talk to you. I think you're only getting about half of the story or half the plan the Democrats want to do with these police officers. Just like Biden bringing in IRS agents to suppress and to go after tax uh, law-abiding taxpayers, the Democrats over time want to demoralize these police officers, get them to quit. Over time, just like Germany did in the 20s, they'll bring in their own police force, the brown shirts, uh, well-funded, well-paid by the taxpayers to suppress our rights. If these police officers can't stand up for individual liberty, the Constitution, they're going to force them out and bring their own people in. I think that's the long-term plan. Well, I, I think you're 100% right. I mean, you see it, what's happening with the Chicago police, and they're, they're a union president who is basically instructing the police, look, don't take this abuse. 
You're a free man. Don't take this abuse. And if they're going to force you into it, then teach them. Let them live amongst their own problems. Walk off. I, I, I agree 100%. The whole thing with defund the police. Tell me the area you want to defund them, and we'll pull them out of there. Let them, let them come by me who wants to fund them. I'll fund them all day long and twice on Tuesday because I like when the police are around. And you know who should like when yeah. the police are around? The people who are trying to harm, harm, harm me and my family. You should like the police around too because I guarantee you I'm not going to be the one that calls them. You are. So that's the upside of it. But I think you're 100% right. There's no question about it. You know, the other thing I want to talk about with a corporation, and I always forget this, everybody who's a piece of that corporation pays ridiculous amounts of taxes. Ridiculous. Corporations should be incentivized to grow and hire actual workers. If they were allowed to keep their money, this whole country would be what it used to be, rich and the strongest on the planet. Lee, Bridgeport. Yes, um, Sean, I was just calling in um, to let you know the city's already balked. It was supposed to be uh, no pay status starting at midnight tonight. They pushed it back to midnight tomorrow night. Nice. Now it's pushed back till Tuesday or till Monday. The Bridgeport and we're being Bridgeport we're being guys always know what's going on with the city. I love you guys. And by the way, any of the girls ever talk about me? You ever hear anything about me, Lee? Not my wife. All right, I was big there in the eighties. All right, thank you, Lee. I appreciate <laughs> right, it. This bye. is all good news. All right, we'll be back with your calls and comments. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The definition of tyranny is force. When you cannot resist force from a government, then you know at that moment you are the slave to the government. Whose Life Is It Anyway is a movie from a long time ago. It had Richard Dreyfuss in it. And it's the way I kind of, it, it really helped me understand the perspective of freedom and liberty. Are you, in fact, indebted to someone else, some stranger? Are you, in fact, indebted to anybody? That's not of your choosing. Now, that's what life is, right? You have friends and you have family and you make your decisions and you sacrifice. But those are your decisions, yours. The notion of communism is that there is no individuals, there's just society. All tyrannies share this. All fascists, even though they try to justify, are very comfortable with force. Very, very comfortable. What, it, what COVID exposed was not a virus that was massively deadly. I mean, after all, everybody in Washington's 80 fracking years old. If it was that deadly, would any of these old buzzards be around? It's got a survival rate of 99.5% of people who've had it. I've had it. I've had it. I never missed work. Didn't even know I had it for a while. In fact, um... Nobody knows how you got it. At the time that we got it, everybody in the office was all masked. Masks are arguable if they're effective or not. You can catch it from your eyes. It's all debatable. All debatable. 
And the only answer that's right is the one that you decide is right. That is the principle of freedom. I am not to be forced into anything in America. Nothing. I think anything that's rooted in, in executive order is against American principles. I'm silly that way. I love the idea that I'm not enslaved to some scumbag who would rob a Louis Vuitton store or shoot somebody or rob his teacher or any other scumbag out there, Republican, who would hide video game machines in his wife's name so he could still pretend to be a, video, a, uh, a Republican politician or would have their brothers as lobbyists. I don't like any of them, and I don't live for a one of them. I decide. When it comes to health, I also decide. I'm very conscious of my health of decisions, although I don't like doctors. I don't like them. They're in the business of selling me stuff, and I don't want to be on any medication, so I take care of myself. And I'm going to die. I made friends with that a long time ago. Here's a simple thing about life. Nobody gets out alive. We're all dead. The idea is to leave the place better than when you were there. It's kind of like renting. Leave it better than when you were there. So I'm, I, I'm real sensitive to this nonsense. So when... When uh, uh, Trump implemented warp speed, I was very open, thinking Trump would win. I'm not taking this. I'm not taking I don't give a rip who made it rush. What do you mean? You're going to tell a bunch of scumbags. Big Pharma is a scam, and they're full of cheats and frauds, and they buy politicians like chicklets. Fauci has been owned by Big Pharma his whole career, and he's just one person. There's thousands. Thousands of bureaucrats, they're all owned by Big Pharma. To me, FDA, CDC, scam. I don't want to participate. I don't, whatever they say, I, my knee-jerk reaction is to think the opposite. These are political bureaucrats that know nothing, like Pete Buttigieg. All he knows is how to get Merlot out of a woman's size large V-neck that he likes to wear on the weekends. That's what he knows. Nothing about nothing. And I feel the same way about any of these bureaucrats. I'm entitled to that. It's my opinion. And I also am entitled to reason. Sure, vaccines have been around forever, but you know what the, all the vaccines that have been around forever have in common? They were all researched for years, years and years and years. You know who knew that before his investment in COVID, before his investment paid off in COVID? You know who used to talk like that? Fauci. Pickle face Fauci. He used to talk like that. The system up. I mean, obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. But there must be some way that we grow vaccines mostly in eggs the way we did in 1947. In order to make the transition from getting out of the tried and true egg growing, which we know gives us results that can be you know, beneficial. I mean, we've done well with that to something that has to be much better. Uh, you have to prove that this works, and then you've got to go through all of the clinical trials, phase ones, phase twos, phase three, and then show that this particular product is going to be good over a period of years. That alone, if it works perfectly, is going to take a decade. There might be. I agree, pickle face. I agree with you, you political whore scum that you are. Investor, shrewd investor that you are. I completely agree with you. 
And that's my right. I think that we're going to wait 10 years before I agree to even consider this. I want to see how it works out. And that's the simple rule of how things should, should work. And the other thing that bothers me, all these vaccinated people, you're a bunch of cowards and you're all real afraid of the unvaccinated. Right there, you tell me. It's a tell. If we're playing cards, I'm all in, stupid. What do you got, a pair of twos, dummy? What do you got? Because you're afraid. You got sweat on your brow, your eyes twitching. You keep looking at that chubby thing you call a wife. I see what you're doing. It's a scam, and I'm all in because you got nothing. That's what this vaccine is. And I made my mind up, and it's game over. And I don't care how many doddering dimwits and diapers you parade out that tell me that it's okay and that the other thing is, you want me to put it in my kid? Now, I know parents uh, out there are anxiously waiting for a vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. The good news is the FDA and outside experts from the CDC are set to... All in your pocket, scum. All in your pocket, political whore, land baron, shyster extraordinaire, dimwit who if I took the light bulbs out of the exit sign, you'd be roaming around the White House for years. ...make its determination as to whether the vaccine will be authorized for that age range in the next few weeks. But your head guy, your head guy that everyone's touting, they're doing videos about National Geographic documentaries, your head guy said before his, his paid-for virus paid off, he said before it takes 10 years. I agreed with him then. I don't agree with any of this now. Does it matter? Well, for me, it does matter. You know why? I took my own advice. I got myself a real, real good governor now. Been prior to being hospitalized, and so we felt that that was a, that that was a big shortcoming. We needed to figure out how could we address it. And the main thing was was getting people to know that this was something that was out there because though there were some hospitals and some physicians that had embraced it, there were a lot that didn't even know about the monoclonal antibodies that we were available. So we went around, made sure we, we raised the recognition, but also... And that's why the numbers are phenomenal for Florida. It's also why you don't hear necklace trust fund babies with butter soft hands and assistants that help them shower talk about Florida anymore. So wanted to increase access. So we ended up setting up 25 different sites throughout the state of Florida. We've now done, I think, over 135,000 treatments of individuals throughout the state since the middle, middle of August. And this is something that filled a, a huge need. And really, the results speak for themselves. Uh, since we established our monoclonal antibody program in middle of August, uh, the seven-day average of hospital admissions has fallen over 50 consecutive days. It's now fallen over 80%. These are the daily people that are going in. Clearly, the whole purpose of these monoclonals. And this is in a state where no masks are required. None of it. I've been here the whole time. Nothing. Businesses didn't shut. He's gone to bat 1,000% for the people and the businesses of this state. It's a phenomenal result. But see, this beats the narrative of what the fascist fraud, corrupt scum referred to as Democrats need. They need this virus to last forever in perpetuity because now they got you bent over that barrel. Easy, Pete Buttigieg. We're not talking about wine. That's the difference. If authorized, we are ready 
We have purchased enough vaccines for all children between the ages of 5 and 11 in the United States. You got to be out of your mind. You got to be out of your mind to put something that hasn't been tested in a five-year-old. Out of your mind. Be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza, and it's going to be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, we're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way, because you do need both. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, beam it to a number of regional centers, if not local, if not even in your home at some point, and print those vaccines on a patch and self-administer. A year before it came out. Everybody there should go to prison. Every single person jailed. And this dimwit in diapers that wants to pretend he's Mussolini without the oomph should be ripped out of that office by his shirt collar. That's what should happen. What's going to happen is you're going to turn into a Venezuelan if you stay in those Democrat-run mafia areas. These are the political bands that need to be broken. 312-642-5600. The 90s, I love it, baby. Feel much better. My hair feels different. Love it. I also love the idea that we have politicians left in this country that defend you and your unalienable rights over the ownership of your person. You are not mortgaged to a stranger. You're not mortgaged to the government. You're not the property of anybody in this country yet, unless people out there still continue. To do that and demand others do. Then you have a problem. So if you are those kind of people, stay the hell out of my state. Keep people out of the hospital. Let them recover. Uh, we've also seen 51 consecutive days of the hospital census statewide for COVID decline. Uh, we're now looking at, I think we're one of only three or four states in the whole country right now that has daily admissions that are pre-Delta levels. And we're also one of the uh, five lowest states for infections generally in terms of, of the daily infections and, and in the bottom five for cases and maybe even one of the one or two least for infections, which are more estimated, not necessarily just the cases. But either way, we see that that's something that's had very, very positive. So the result is we've had 130 plus thousand treatments. Maybe not everyone, of course, would have been admitted to the hospital, but many of those people would have had they not gotten early treatments. And so we've saved thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people uh, from having to be admitted into the hospital. And there's no question uh, that we've saved many lives as a result of making. And the necklace political pimp who's gone to the whore named Pritzker still wants you to wear a mask in your house if you've been vaccinated. You people in Oak Park married the John Denver impersonators. Walk around with your masks on, dummies. Emily, Schiller Park. Hi, Emily. All right. Bye, Emily. Ken, St. Charles. Sean. 
Yeah, brother. And I do. I love your show, man. This has been great listening to you. I love the enthusiasm. Nothing. Thank you, brother. Hey, it's man. not enthusiasm. Uh, it's aggravation. It's frustration. <laughs> it's that I can't believe these. Some there's still people out there stupid enough to elect this imbecile. Go ahead. Dude, I, I don't understand it. You can't wrap your you can't wrap your finger on. You can't put some words to how how unreal this is. But yeah, listen, bro. So we're talking about all these unions and you know our fat boy beat the breast of the uh, governor of Illinois saying that he's going to go after the unions and he's fighting unions. Why aren't they pushing against the, the United States Postal Service? How they're not mandated to get shot, but everybody else in this freaking country is mandated to get shot. It's interesting because what governments do is they pick their favorite industries, their favorite sectors. This is why I was, you know, Ken, this is why I was against so many of the Peter Navarro policies and the Trump uh, Steve Mnuchin policies. The government is not to pick favorite entities, favorite industries, favorite sectors. They're not supposed to do any of this. And, you know, yeah. I, 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 I think they tell people all the time that if you are in with them and embedded and they can count on you, they got your back. You're going to be okay. That's why Democrat-run sewers like Chicago protect the gang-banging drug dealer scums who enrich the aldermen and pay the, and bribe them. It's simple. So to me, this yeah. is a tell, right? The post office is in the pocket. They won't be forced to do anything because, in my opinion, they really helped the Democrat mafia in the last election. So what's going to happen if say, a U.S. Postal Service, who is positive, sneeze on an envelope, Puts it in your mailbox. You go over and grab that envelope that's got the COVID. You know, here's the good news, Ken. You got a 99.5 percent chance of beating that son of a gun. And if you're not built like Pritzker, you're going to be fine. Because the other fact they want you to hide is that 80 percent of all of those unfortunate souls that succumb to the Chinese Fauci-invested virus were obese. Sorry, just a fact. I mean, we're going to talk facts here. I don't know how many of those kids are five to eleven. But I do know you're not only going to have to hide your wallet with these Democrats in office, you're going to have to hide the kids. And we'll be, it'll be convenient for parents to get their children vaccinated at trusted locations. And families will be able to sleep easier at night. Now, let's talk about this, too. Who's giving these shots? Because I see these organizations, and uh, I'm not comfortable with the way they give these shots. You ever see how deep that needle goes? Oh, it's got to go in the muscle. Oh, really? You know, how, what's, the, what's the reporting on how many of these shots went bad? How many hit the bone? How many people who got the shot in their arm are having problems with the arm? How many hit a nerve? Because it looks to me like you've got a bunch of people who should be working at the post office giving shots. Just looks that way to me. But that's what government health care is going to look like in the future. Ask those people who come from Venezuela and Cuba and all these other Marxist-run hellholes. Ask them how it all turns out in the end. In the end, you got somebody with dirty fingernails, a bad attitude, and a ring nose who's dressed like Pete Buttigieg on the weekends giving you a shot in the arm. That's how it really works. And their kids are protected as well. Let me close with this. The plan I laid out in September is working. We're headed in the right direction. When was September? We have critical work to do, but we can't let up now. Mm -hmm. My team and I are doing everything we can, but I'm calling on more businesses to step up. Mm -hmm. I'm calling on more parents to get their children vaccinated when they are eligible. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking everyone, everyone who hasn't gotten vaccinated, please get vaccinated. No, and go change your diaper, dummy. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. It sounds like my Pandora when I'm working out. I love it. Good choices here. Honey, love it. All right, Rob in Ukrainian Village. 
Hi, Rob. Hey, Sean. Uh, first, I love the soundtrack to your show. It's Thank you. awesome every day. It makes you feel younger, doesn't it? Second, uh, you're, you're right about the uh, testing vaccination facilities. It's like pulling up to a car wash. Sometimes I want to have... Uh, take my I got to take my kids there for school because they got the sniffles and they require it so they can, you know, return to their Catholic school when nothing's really wrong with them. And you're not yeah. sure if you should be asking for extra armor all after they're done shoving a Q-tip up your kid's nose. Yes. Uh, and third, uh, to tell Joe Biden that I will sleep just fine at night knowing that my kids are not vaccinated. My daughter had COVID not that long ago. She's seven years old. She had a fever for about... 30 hours that we managed with ibuprofen and it went away my son and her played all over each other he didn't catch anything i didn't catch anything my wife didn't catch anything and she had she's had about six colds and fevers in her life that were worse than what we experienced so you've never had it rob you never had you never had covid or if you did you i mean you had no you had no symptoms and you never had it Uh, yeah one or the other okay you know, and here's the other thing, Rob, that I want to get out. The other thing I want to get out is if the decision that people come to is that they want to take it, I have no problem with that. Go ahead. Go ahead. To me, this is a, a society where we are, in, we are able to make the decisions. And when it comes to our children, if this thing is unproven, I, will, I don't want to risk anything in my kid's body that is developing and young, and they statistically kick its derriere. Kids statistically beat the hell out of this thing, just like your daughter. I'm glad everything turned out for you and your wife, and I appreciate you listening and calling. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. I got a friend of mine who lives in the Ukrainian village. I, it was one of the last real estate deals I did, and he's a dear, dear friend of mine. He lives half the year in uh, Vieques, in Puerto Rico, and then he lives half the year here. He's older. He retired. And uh, when I sold him the house, I said, listen, man, are you sure about this? He wanted to live in the, in that area. It's a beautiful area. When I sold him the property, there were shops that were open. There were taverns. It's all decimated now. It is a tragedy what has happened to that once great neighborhood. It really is. Tom Sherville. Yeah, Sean, you made a very good point earlier. I want to elaborate on it. I went into a retail establishment. I have not gotten the shot. I'm not going to do it. Okay, I have my own reasons. However, the people that administer the shot at the place I was at, I swear they looked like circus freaks, and I was expecting to see a tilt-a-whirl back there. Yeah. I mean, if you're not pouring me a, a, a double latte with extra foam, don't look like a barista, and maybe I'd be a little more comfortable about you administering medicine. Uh, it, it's, it's just society's just, it's just shot, brother. It's shot. And you know, Tom, as, uh, as the effects to our health care, the failure of Obamacare kick in, People are going to get treated with less quality by less. You're going to get rid of I have. I'm lucky. A friend of mine is a doctor. He's, he's a friend of a friend. This guy does it not because of the money. He does it because he loves you. If he, if he knows you, he loves you. And that's, those guys are by the wayside. You're going to get these churn and burn, lift up your sleeve, here's the shot, see you next, two, you know, next time you, you have a heart attack. That's what the future of healthcare is going to look like. And instead of recognizing it, they're going to expand it. That's what my biggest fear is with their economics. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate you listening. Barb in Palos Park. Oh, Sean, saw something on Facebook today that is so you. It okay. basically is stated I'm taking it from somebody else. You want me to take the vaccine? Mail it to me, and I'll vaccinate myself and mail back the paperwork. All right, now Maybe let me I'm ask you. i fully vaccinated. I get you nervous trust there. Trust me, right? Yeah. Just it's... like mail-in voting. 
It's yeah, I like that. I like it very much. Barb, let me ask you a question. You're yeah. still going on Facebook. Now I have a theory, and I recognize I this before all of it. I found out that the vast majority of my friends were just finding out if their old girlfriends got fat. Is that why you go on Facebook? No, I'm old. Yeah, but don't you want to see how these old guys, the guys that used to hit on you that you turned away, you want to see if they're bald and they look like Pritzker? Oh, God, I'm still married to the same guy after 56 years here. Really? ain't looking for anybody, kid. Wow. I know, know, but it's just interesting to see. I always like it, the girls that were snubby and snobby. I like that they ballooned up nicely. That's the only reason I ever went on there. Thank you, Barb. We were kids. We were just kids, and we got married, so. Smart. Yeah, but look at you. You toughed it out 50-some years. And now what are you going to do? Are you going to hit the divorce circuit? You're better off keeping them. No, he holds my hand so he doesn't hit me. Don't you know? Oh, I like that. Very good. See? It all works yeah, out blissfully. Okay. I love it. Thank you very much. Good luck. Tell him I said hello. Tell him not to buy the scam that is the American Fourth Reich fascism. And, you know, as we talk about this issue, this is the one that exposes it the best. It exposes it the best. I love you so much I'm going to force you to do things against your will. It's going to be utopia if only we are in control of everything. But every place you are in control looks like a ghetto and a hellhole, and it's bankrupt and it's corrupt. Yeah, but this time it'll be different. Why? Well, because I've been doing this for 50 years. I know exactly how to corrupt it and scam it and fraud it, lie about it, come out and make you think that I'm capable of doing it. Fauci is another scoundrel. Scoundrel. The fact that he invested the Zach, they got the emails, they got the paperwork. He's still on tour. What are they going to do when it comes election time? Hmm. What are they going to do? In the bill is the voter fraud. I think they've had more hearings on than amnesty. And that is the federal takeover of, of election law and the Democratic power grab. There is nothing that is a higher priority for Democrats then staying in power, the Corrupt Politicians Act was so brazenly political, it was such a naked power grab, that Democrats have abandoned it where they realized they couldn't defend it with a straight face. So this is their fallback pro- provision. Senator Leahy mentioned his version of the bill in the Senate. That was filed at 1245 last night is when committee members were notified of it. And there are a lot of terrible provisions in the bill, but let me just cover two briefly. Department of Justice preclearance for everyone Democrats don't like. And Department of Justice preclearance for everything Democrats don't like. Here's here's how it would work. Every state and local government across the country would have to submit certain voting changes. What voting changes? Well, anything like imposing voter ID on elections or preventing ballot harvesting to Kristen Clark and Vanita Gupta. Two partisan activists who haven't been shy about their hatred of voter integrity laws before those changes can go into effect. All right. Spoiler alert. If it is a law protecting the integrity of the election, if it's a voter ID law, if it's prohibiting balloted harvesting, the partisan activists at the Department of Justice are going to object because they've been explicit. They oppose all those laws. Similarly, any state and local government that the Democrats don't like, they have to submit every voting change to the same partisan activists. Because there is no Department of Justice. It's a bureaucracy of Marxism with just different acronyms. That's what it is. 
Listen, I'm going to take this call. I was going to go to break, but I want to take this call. Ed, St. Charles. Hello? Hi, Ed. Yeah, I, I'm a teacher. All right. And uh, I I was resisting the shot until Jabba the fat slob who has no business telling anybody anything about health if he ever looked in a mirror told me that I wouldn't be able to feed my family. I felt crappy for about three weeks afterwards, and I have I have... I've just regretted it more than well, I've regretted anything in my life ever. I want to tell you something. I sympathize to an extent you don't know. And I think what you did is the most phenomenal act of selflessness that I've heard. And I love it. I, I It's heartbreaking for you, and I mean that. It's heartbreaking because the real violence is when a government threatens to take away your livelihood in order to force you into something you wouldn't normally do. And I pray to God, and I really think... You're going to work out well, I hope. But what you did, no matter how it turns out, is the best gift you could give your wife and your kids because you did it for them. And it's a shame you were put in this position. And I hate the people that put you in the position. I hate them. And I'm going to do everything I can to rip them from power. And I will never let them lie to me or you or anybody else. So I understand how you must feel. But the good news is, so far, so good, right? And that's all we can hope for. So far, so so far, so good. You did a great thing, Ed. I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. I'm glad. On behalf of your family, it's a wonderful thing. It's a terrible thing that you're in the position. You wouldn't be in the position if there wasn't a fascist pig pretending to be government. That's the sickening part. 312-642-5600. Oh, I think this is the song that was playing when my friend Louie got thrown down the front stairs at Eddie Rockets. There was a lot more violent than the insurrection. Lou bounced up, though. He's tough as three people. He's still tough. Um, I'm going to be thinking about that phone call forever, I think. And in this country, how you are forced to capitulate or you lose your job. Is there more of an egregious offense to freedom, to liberty? Is there more of an example? Has there ever been such a fascistic example in this country? That's a that's a rough one. Lori Austin. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hi. You're not too excited I wonder, to be here, are you? Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. I wonder uh, how many people saw the article in the Sun-Times. They have so many articles trying to push this vaccine down our throats. The article stated that at least 600 people who were fully vaccinated, died in Illinois. Those so are called, what does that tell you? Those are called breakthrough cases. And it tells me that it doesn't work. It, it, it's an admission that it doesn't work. It's a realization that it doesn't work. And the admission is their fear-mongering and their insistence that you, you jump in the boat with them. I don't want to jump in the boat. But I have to ask you something, Lori. Isn't the Sun-Times yeah. the size of a matchbox? What do you got, like trifocals? You got four? How do you even read that damn thing? I just want to know what my enemy is up to. That's oh, why I, I look love at, that. Lori, I love it. And you've been living in the sewer for a while, so you got a good idea. Lori, you stay healthy, and thank you. And you are my official Sun-Times interpreter. Whenever I want to know what the Sun-Times is, I'm going to call on Lori from Austin. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Mike in Cherville. Yes, uh, Sean, first of all, uh, you make me laugh so much i got to pull my car over sometimes. Oh, thank uh, you. You're right about the thing, the, the, shot not working they know it 
It's all about submission. Our last right in this country for Americans to be America is our vote, our, our right to vote fairly. And they're not letting that happen. There was a guy on uh, Kirk uh, show today explained how billions of dollars buying these elections, buying the election offices are done to, to thwart the vote. We've got to do something more than talk TV, talk radio. So, you know what, I, you know what I think it is, Mike? First of all, what? the real thing I want to do is separate. Let the blue country, the blue states just go, just be the United Soviet States of America and get the hell away from me. That's what I, I would really, really love to do. But the other thing we need to do is actually reach, recognize we have an agreement with some people we may not think agree with us on anything. And that is some of the people on the left recognize the real problem in politics is the money that these scumbags and scoundrels are paid to give this to sell out this country. That's what we need to do. And we need to make a push to eliminate it. Whether it's the 419 million from Facebook, the god knows how much in dark money from Marxists like Soros and the rest of them, or even the Republicans that are bribed. Let's stop the damn bribery in politics. I'll be back in 21 hours. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 